Do you know it was seven years ago when social media was flooded with videos of people dumping ice buckets over their head? Um, maybe it was over someone else's head. They were challenging others to do the same. Now, think back. Do you remember what the cause was that the viral initiative was to support? If not, I get it. You're in the middle of COVID, but it was for ALS. June is ALS Awareness Month. Today, Major League Baseball uh, recognizes June 2nd as the first Lou Gehrig's day. He uh, died two years after his diagnosis on June 2nd in 1941. Gehrig still remains a source of strength, humility, and courage for thousands of Canadians affected by ALS. And here to talk about a Lou Gehrig's day and ALS, Mark Curtin, former Leaf, diagnosed with ALS in 2018. Mark, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So you have been living with ALS now for almost three years. What is this declaration of June 2nd being declared uh, Lou Gehrig's Day by the uh, Major League Baseball Association mean to you? Well, you know what? It's an absolute huge day because it's the first time that we can have our story heard right across the land and have it resonate with the people and have them rally to our cause like never before. So it's, it's massive that uh, MLB is coming up to the plate for this inaugural uh, day. And I'm hoping what will happen is the NFL will uh, take note because I, in an hour, I, I listed 70 um, people or former athletes that had ALS or have ALS. And there's a lot of NFL players, so I'm hoping that they will follow suit. Do they, uh, I, I know that there are some people, uh, some experts that are looking into a link between high performance athletes and ALS. What do you know about that? You know what? I, I think there's, and listen, I've had lots of concussions, uh, Kelly, over, over my career, but, and there's, de- there are definitely risk factors there. But you know what? Non athletes get ALS as well, and they've never had a concussion. So I, I think there's some evidence there that warrants uh, further studies. But uh, to be honest with you, there, we need more research money and uh, more studies before you could uh, draw a conclusion on it. How many people does ALS affect in Canada? Do you know? Yeah, it's uh, uh, at any given time, there's at least 3,000, maybe 500,000 in the world, but 3,000 in Canada, but 1,000 get diagnosed every year and 1,000 pass away. And uh, the, the thing is that it's such a short average timeline of two to five years. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a turnover. And that's one of the problems, Kelly, like in 80 years, um, you know, no cure for it. And, and quite often the fearless leaders like the ice bucket challenge guys have passed away. They, they get huge momentum and next mm-hmm. thing you know, they're gone and it's a restart. So we've had 80 years of restarting. I, I, I feel sort of insensitive asking you this question, but do you okay. think that has to do with the fact that uh, ALS takes its victims so quickly that, you know, it's hard to even get momentum going? Um, listen, there's been some huge momentum and, and we're building in, in Canada. I'm part of ALS Action Group, which is a patient led group. And then there's ALS Canada and arm in arm. We're starting to make headway right now. And uh, this is unprecedented times for that. And IMALS in the States is huge. So, no, I really think we're, we're starting to finally get our head above water on this thing. Uh, but the key is to keep the momentum. That's the whole key. 
then there's no cure right now for ALS, is there? There is no cure, but there's a couple treatments uh, that are out there um, that slow progression. But that's another issue that uh, one of our three asks is for faster pathways. The government has to put in uh, a faster pathway so when they do find the magic drug in the U.S. or wherever, it gets in our bodies right away. Not two years, Kelly, like it was for the last one. Two years to go through uh, the U.S. and then Health Canada and then provincial. And that's so wrong for, for people that have lifelines like us. And uh, now, granted, it's two to five, but I would rather, there's people that have lived 10 years, and uh, I think I'd rather be in that category. Sure. Mark Curtin is a former LEAF. He was diagnosed with ALS in, in 2018, and he's now talking to us about the fact that uh, it is Lou Gehrig's Day. Major League Baseball has declared June the 2nd. Lou Gehrig's Day, finally, I mean, he passed away in 1941 on June the 2nd. It's taken this long to acknowledge, uh, you know, an incredible athlete who had such a tragic ending and to bring some uh, sort of uh, attention to the fact that there are other people living with this disease and uh, time is of the essence. When you ta- when you look at what we've done in the pandemic, Mark, with uh, Health Canada clearing for approval of the vaccines. How happy does that make you? How hopeful does that make you that we will, we can and we will be pushing um, with more speed to get some ALS therapies uh, through and uh, approved by Health Canada? Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt that that um, feels good that they were able to do that that quickly. Um, and, and that's another reason why the month of June is so important for us from an awareness standpoint because we need to ride the coattails of that and we have to push the right buttons at the government to at the government level to uh, say, hey, what about us? Because we've been the forgotten and pushed aside illness for far too long mm-hmm. and, um, and I think it's time to get loud and that's what I hope people with this awareness, uh, I hope they get loud because we, we did get a 26,000 signed petition to approach the uh, government to create faster pathways. And uh, so far, uh, we haven't been successful, Mm. but at least that's a start. Mark, uh, I think we need to get loud and we need to encourage people to raise money. Uh, June is ALS month. Uh, June also at the end of June, Sunday, June 20th, it's the the virtual walk for ALS again, the walk to end ALS. Uh, What's, what is it like living with ALS? Um, you know what? I, I, when I got diagnosed in 2018, I just promised myself that I wouldn't change. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Um, you know, I, I, I would be the same person. Um, but, you know, I had to face it. It's a card I got dealt. Uh, it's been hardest on my family. Uh, it's impactful to me, but it's it's impactful to them, too. So when someone has ALS, it's not just them. It's their family, too. Because as I weaken, as I weaken, they become an extension of me, right? So they're like the frontline workers, and uh, they've been so fantastic. Um, and then the sports world—I don't know if you're aware or not—but I had a Twitter program that started about two weeks ago, and I have 28 uh, former NHL players, coaches, media, top names uh, through the Twitter wire. And uh, I've had thousands of views on these, everybody from Don Cherry and Ron McLean and Wendell Clark and Daryl Sittler and on and on. And boy, has that created awareness on my Mark, what's uh, the Twitter, Twitter feed? Kurt, Kurt Speaks ALS. 
you'll see 20 of the 28 videos, and it's powerful. Mark, I want to thank you for joining us. I think it's uh, it's a great thing you're doing, uh, making sure that we're all aware of, of ALS and the fact that today is the uh, official Lou Gehrig's Day with the MLB, and also June is ALS Awareness Month. Hopefully we can raise some funds and make some changes and find a cure. Thank you so much. You know what, Kelly? Listen, thanks for having me. Big thank you to you as well. And uh, not asking me any leaf questions, I'll thank you for that as well. I couldn't bear to do it. I couldn't do it to you. We're all crippled. Thanks so much, Mark. Take care. Have a great day.